This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode two one five. Maybe I should change my name to the Alderman of the West Side. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do Detroit have? Detroit don't even have aldermen. No, they don't. But you know, somebody else likes to yeah. refer to themselves as the the East Side Alderman. Yeah, I think he uh, got his title revoked this week. Possibly, not even possibly. I'm pretty sure. Um. You know, I was thinking about changing. Like, I, I don't know how, how I want to be saying the hoes say J.U. Ice. Sometimes I switch and say the ladies, but yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, just the climate of things. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it'd be all jovial and shit, but it'd be like, eh. I don't the know. hoes, yeah. the hoes. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe you have to. I got a bad habit for calling bitches hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling these hoes bitches. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 215. Back for another week of foolishness. Yeah. Um, with two of your faves. Uh, what's up, man? How was your week, dog? Man, week was good. We celebrated Juneteenth Yeah. last week. Went to you know a little Juneteenth get-together. I got my neck tatted. Oh, that, you know what? I was thinking like, dog, did we record last Friday? But I forgot we recorded really early. Yeah. Because yeah. like I was hanging out on. No, no, because we celebrate. Yeah, we yeah. celebrated. But yeah, we, we recorded early on Juneteenth. Got my neck tatted. Uh, celebrated. Spelled it right. Everything. Definitely spelled right. Yeah. Not grateful. 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 I'm a shit. I'm this album. This this episode on be called I'm Grateful. Yeah. Definitely uh, spelled grateful the correct way on my neck. Yeah, uh, I like that hoodie you got on. Thanks, man. Shout out to the homie Barry for dropping off uh, one of the the all white black on hoodies. But you know, I was rocking gonna, it with pride. You know, I was gonna uh, rock that last week to uh, Cheyenne's get together because she said either wear some June team stuff or something by a black uh, designer or something black on. But um, what did I wear? I think I did have. I still had. I had a black one. Yeah, the black, one, the black on. one on. I had a black one yeah. on. Yeah, it was kind of hot. 
So I was it like, was. I, I wanted to go, <laughs> I wanted to go, I wanted to go white. I'm sorry, uh, but I wanted to go lighter. But I, I chilled. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm say that Shout for out a to special the homie Cheyenne and her hospitality. Yeah, for sure. And congratulations on the new residence, dog. So when we was over there, I was being super petty. Somebody said something funny, and I went on Amazon and I bought something. This cute for by the way. Uh, when I show it to you, <laughs> I heard I saw you put something that you had bought her something on Amazon. Uh, she's gonna punch me. <laughs> but hey, we're in your knees. <laughs> um, listen, uh, uh, this week, uh, so Juneteenth. How was your Juneteenth? Man, it was it was lovely to be around a bunch of good black folk, good music, good food, good vibes. Hey, man, this every year. This every year. This yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah, uh, next year we're going to do something. I'm down. This year, I kind of wanted to, but the pandemic happened. Kind of fucked uh, up. Plans. All, the, all of our, all the shit that we was going to be doing kind of got jacked up. You know, our event was the last thing before the 200th episode event was like the, the last, last day. Yeah. That's the, unfortunately, that's the day. Uh, first off, the day the world went crazy was Friday the 13th. Friday, March the 13th. That was like the last sane day. It's also the day the that, uh, them bastards and them devils killed Breonna Taylor, by the way. So last day that the world was normal. And okay. after that shit, everything, everybody went haywire. Um, but I did go to a, um, a Juneteenth uh, gathering, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown somewhere. Well, I say downtown, but it was grassed downtown area. Right. And uh, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of the dominant society there. Okay. Which is a good thing. At the Juneteenth party? Yeah, right. Uh, so it was so funny. What are they celebrating? So this was so funny. When I got there, uh, uh, the young lady I was with, she was saying something to one of her friends, like, you know, that was getting in the car. They're like, hey. So she came over there like, yeah, I'm about to leave. There's too many white folks down here. <laughs> but this is the funny part. She was like, uh, I said, um, Happy Juneteenth to somebody, and somebody was like, you too, or something like that. You're like, what the fuck you mean, you too? Hey, but it was a white lady that was standing like right there, not in the conversation, yeah. but her eyes got really, really big and shit. I'm just like, oh, this is some Larry David, Kirby enthusiasm <laughs> level shit. What, what are y'all out celebrating? <laughs> no, no, like seriously. We let y'all niggas out. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Telegrams didn't work. Took them two extra years to, for the telegram to get to uh, the, uh, the fucking audacity, you know. But you, I, I mean, I'm joking and shit, right? Uh, like you know, sixty percent. Uh, but like, ideally, that's what we wanted, right? We wanted them, you know. We, you know, you know, Ta-Nehisi Coates had posted a uh, a video this week talking about you know white people using the N word, and he made a he made a point. He's like, when you're white. He said, you're never inconvenienced. People find ways to kind of work around you. Well, you may be inconvenienced by my freedom. You mean to tell me we have to make space for someone to get a job because we have a system that's been put in place that don't they don't get jobs. So now you'd be like, wait a minute. I got the better grades or such and such. It's racism that this affirmative. It's not how it works. No. It's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. I hope your white tears comfort you at night. Your my your inconvenience can't be my convenience. Like that's not that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not an even exchange. No. But I mean, 
you know what? It's it's progress. Yeah, it's progress. So I, I'll take it for this year. So I didn't necessarily plan to go to any events. You know what I'm saying? Were you you said you were downtown? <laughs> yeah, I was downtown area. Then I ended up on the east side. Uh, oh my god! Then I was like on Whittier and 94 somewhere. I'm you glad you I'm made saying? it back safe. I did. I was with a a, a nice east sider. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Um, but I really I I, I rented a, a camera lens because I was doing a, a a shoot on Saturday. So I was like, I really wanted to like test this lens out before I get out there. So when I called, we ended up going down to the villa. That's a perfect spot. And um, everything was cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I burned the story up to talk about the event that I shot on Saturday. I got finessed into shooting a wedding. Dog. How do you get finessed? <laughs> I got finessed into shooting a wedding, dog. How'd that happen? One, I don't want to shoot weddings. Why? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do it's it. It's pretty lucrative, ain't it? Not my thing. I'll do the video for a wedding. I don't want. I don't want to be. I, I will even shoot uh, the reception, but I don't want to do the actual wedding, and definitely this, not like by myself. There's so much stuff you got to get when you shoot a wedding. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, a couple months back, he asked me because I, I did a like a uh, wedding engagement, the um, freaking uh, maternity pics, um, the newborn pics. You know what I'm saying. I've been working with them for a minute. Okay. Um, asked the whole me journey. Do, yeah, asked me to do the wedding. I was like, you know what? I don't, I, don't, I haven't done a wedding before, and I don't want yours to be the first. Right. I find I know. I, um, if I do some before then, cool. If not, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I try to be honest with people because that's a that's a big thing. Yeah, it's a huge day. You so, fuck around and miss the kiss or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they asked me. Um, Shot me a text like, yo, are you free on June 20th? Um, uh, me and the wife, or at the time, like, yo, our, our wedding got kind of, well, it got postponed because of COVID, you know what I'm saying? So we doing something really small. We just want to take a couple of pictures, you know what I'm saying, on Belle Isle. So, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, y'all getting married, like, on the court shit, and then y'all two just going to go out there and take a couple of pictures, you know what I'm saying? I get out there. No, no, not on your mind. That's what you get for not asking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> when you assume, yeah, that's what you you didn't ask. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I get out there and shit, and it's like, I was like, so when I got to Bel Air, like, where you want me? Like, how do I, where I'm gonna meet you at? And he sent me the video of the spot he was in, and he was like saying, like, they or uh, y'all are gonna sit here. I'm thinking, like, who the fuck is y'all? So I, went, I walked over to the spot. I see the little arch. It's about 12 chairs. Like, it wasn't no giant wedding. Or right. Like, 12 chairs and shit out there. I'm like, oh, like, they about to get, like, married. <laughs> married, married <laughs> right like, now. Like, I'm shooting the, like, I, 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 I didn't want to do the wedding. <laughs> like, I, I felt like be smart. I thought I didn't want to do the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all get married uh, for real today. Yeah. So what's so funny is shit is, uh, I got down there about three o'clock, and uh, they start closing down Belial about three o'clock, and I almost got so I went around, um, and I couldn't find a spot. When I realized where he was at, I'm like, I'm gonna ride around because I'm early. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna ride around again. When I came back around a second time, like they was directing niggas off of the aisle. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I was on the bridge going yeah. the other way, and it was the state police behind me. So I let the police get in front of me. Then I bust the screw of Yui on the bridge and went back on the aisle. 
And uh, I was kind of nervous. Yeah, because that could have been a check. Yeah, that could have been, or worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, but I got back on the aisle. So when I got there, I'm like, yo, man, I almost didn't make it. And he was like, oh, shit, because the wife wasn't there, the family wasn't there, and they shut that shit down. So they didn't get back on to like 445. Oh, wow. I'm like, look, price of the brick going up. This is longer than I expected. This is different than what I expected. Long story short, uh, some great shots came out. Okay. Um, I still got, you know. I did a great job, you know what I'm saying. So it is. Congratulations! Is. You didn't bust your wedding chair. Yeah, I still don't want to do them though. Still don't want to do it. Love you, that lens. The lens is three thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, and I, I rented it, right? So you know, you got to put it in the pot. Like I thought y'all was gonna like hold it on there. I look, nigga, you took three thousand dollars out of my my checking account. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, so you get it back? <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm, th- I'm like, so, so basically, you paid for it. Yes. And if you don't bring it back, congratulations, yeah. you bought you a new lens. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you took three thousand dollars out of my checking account, fam. Uh, I thought this shit was just gonna be on hold. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, oh, the, it's on hold. So the next day. Like, so I did that on Friday. Like, on that Saturday, I'm at work, and I seen an alert because anything that come on my account, I get alert. I was, I was like, what the fuck is $2,700 coming? I thought, I'm like, y'all fucked up. Like, y'all was just supposed, like, not to complete the transaction. No, we did we did our part. Yeah, I took it back on Saturday. I bet the fuck you did. <laughs> yeah. They gave my money on Monday, so I was I was okay. But, I, hey, the lens was so fucking great, though. Yeah, it got a good-ass shot of it. I was like, yo. like I might. Are you willing to make that investment? I want that bitch for sure. I got to I got to do something else first, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like get your crib. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know. That shit, you know, that comes with like extras. So, okay. Good job. Yeah, man. You should you should like kind of market a whole package since you're a minister. <laughs> you know, and so I, look, so his cousin was doing the uh the joint, but there wasn't wasn't nobody in there. I was like, "Well, look, fam, uh I know I'm taking pictures and shit, but like I am an ordained minister, so they don't get over here. Like, yeah, like you can do the whole, you can do the whole ceremony. I got a a timer from yeah, my phone. I, I'm sure you got like some type of technology where I can just set up the camera and yeah, I can you know, run them both. Switch from my phone, like click, 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 click. You can run the sermon from your iPad and then you know take okay, the pictures. Both both weddings I did, I was definitely speaking from the iPad. I know you were. See what I'm saying? Uh. Speaking of iPad, uh, I, iOS. So Apple had an event on uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I take those days off work so I can watch them. <laughs> uh, I'm dead ass serious. Uh, but I was already off on Monday. Because uh, that's two hours of entertainment that I, I need to watch live. And then after it's over, I got to go look at every article about exactly what I just watched. And I want to see a review of everything I just watched by everybody I can possibly. Why? It just came out. It just came out. They don't even know enough about it. uh, That's cool. But I will literally watch an interview of everybody saying the exact same shit and reviews of everybody saying the exact same shit because that's the type of shit I like. Okay. <laughs> but I got iOS 14 on my phone right now. I'm currently got, downloading it right now in the studio. And I got Apple, uh, I mean, watch OS 07 on my phone, on my watch right now. And this shit is fucking great. So I, can I download watch OS 07 from the same shit that you gave me? Uh, Same video? I'm not sure. I I, I I find I did that shit this morning or okay. last night rather, while we was recording. I was downloading that shit, but uh, it's fucking amazing, man. Uh, y'all gotta upgrade your life. Like if you got an Android, I know I be playing and shit, but like I don't want to text y'all no more because y'all fuck up my group. <laughs> like I can't even do. So you know how you be in a group thread, right? Mm-hmm. 
And it's a bunch of conversations. And some of the conversations don't even involve you. Right. Like you can at niggas in a group thread. Like you can at niggas in a group thread and only that person will get the notification. Really? Yeah. And it can be like, so So if I say something and a bunch of other people talking, but you want to go back up and respond to something I say, you can go to that particular message and have like a sub thread. So like you can all, because that should be, it'd it be confusing as fuck. Trying to keep up. When everybody's speaking different shit. Yeah. Hey, come on, fam. Like this shit is, this shit is hit peak iPhone-ness, okay? <laughs> peak messaging right now. I message, I'm never getting another phone. I mean, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean. I'm in the ecosystem. Fuck the, fuck everything else. Like. iPhones make things very, uh, very simple. Yeah. And not even like, and, I, and this I'm not is knock- better or this is. I'm, I'm not knocking niggas, but like I know we make we say it a lot in jest yeah. about Androids and all that. You, you know, the technology is comparable except the the cameras. I don't I don't care what the fuck an Android user tells me when I see them pictures posted on Instagram. These cameras ain't the same. Yeah, I know why that is too. By the way, but but uh, there. yeah, so. I mean, you you use what's comfortable for you, but this shit is like idiot proof. I got a family group chat that I would that that really needs all those features, but two of them niggas got Androids, and it really it really you know I can't do it. You can also uh, finally give your group chat a picture. You can uh, pin them up to the top because if you got some chats or messages of people who always text you, um, and I got say four hundred messages, I don't want to scroll through. Right. You can open up your shit and up at the top. They like pin there, so they always gonna be there. Nice. And you can see when before before you even get a message, you know the little bu- the little typing bubble. Yeah, that shit'll come up. Like the shit code. Okay, I got about seven more minutes for this download. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now look at this. Look at this holy trinity. <laughs> the holy trinity. Well, I know some of those faces. Yeah, but they at the top because that's who I talk to on the most on the right the most. Anyway, is that is that my homie doctor? The yeah, doctor up there? Yeah, for sure. I love Dr. Jenny. Um, so listen, dog. Hot off the fucking presses. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. You know, we've been talking about uh, them Instagram pages and, and shit that popped up in the whole nine yards um, dealing with... Um, uh, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and say it because he didn't put out an official statement. Brandon Hunter... Of the Detroit Free Press, formerly of the former, yes, formerly of the Detroit Free Press, and formerly of the Michigan Chronicle, has come out to admit it to being. So let's. I'm gonna read the statement. Okay. I've had time to reflect on this, and while it's difficult and embarrassing to discuss, it's time to man up to my faults. Years ago, I exercised horrible judgment by communicating with younger girls in high school, and although nothing happened sexually inappropriate conversations are just as damaging and I apologize to those I affected. I was wrong and I'm owning it. Be some more. Uh, I have a difficult discussion with various important women in my life and a disappointment they have expressed has truly been harrowing. I also apologize to my family, friends, and anyone else I let down because of my life decisions and selfishness. I deserve and accept the criticism and any detraction that comes along with it. I promise I will continue to do better, and I hope that I am forgiven for my shortcomings. I'm especially embarrassed about this situation as I've worked hard to build my platform as an advocate for my people and community. I appreciate those who have held me accountable, and I hope 
we continue to do this within our community. Holding people accountable and showing them where they are wrong can only help us become better. I deserve your anger and I can't undo my transgressions, but I hope that with time I can regain your trust. That being said, I'm resigning from my role as the neighborhood reporter at the Detroit Free Press. It does not deserve the negative backlash and I appreciate their support of my decision. We did great work in such short time, but it's best I step away from journalism. Okay. He finally hit us with a threat. He did. Because that was the a, king of threats. <laughs> that was a big that was a big thing. Um, so what do you what do you think about the uh the statement and the apology or? um you know, I I appreciate him making the statement. I appreciate him making his wrong, admitting to wrongdoings. He was very pompous and arrogant about things through this whole process. Mm. Uh, and, you know, hindsight, I guess, is always twenty twenty. But just a week ago, you know, it was more or less, uh, you know, the, the free press had did a thorough investigation. I've been cleared. That was and I'm and I'm paraphrasing. Oh, I'll, I'll go to it. Actually, now that it, now that I just I forgot about reading. I mean, I forgot about that. Um, it hurts that antagonists, instigators, and opportunists recklessly defame my name with egregious and false allegations. But the Detroit Free Press called me quote valued employee and cleared me of any wrongdoing. Excited to continue my work as the alderman of the East Side, mm-hmm. voice of Detroit, and Detroit historian. That was one week ago Friday. Exactly one week ago today. Juneteenth. Uh, you know, I, I thought his, and prior to that, you know, his stance is kind of, I'll say something. When the time is right. Yeah, when when I and when I feel it's appropriate. So let me ask you, because he did make a statement that says, like, yo, y'all don't, owe me and I don't owe y'all anything what do you feel about in that regard because I know we had some conversations on a different podcast yesterday and we were talking about owning people and having them do different things what like what do you feel about in that in that in that realm do you owe somebody no but when you are in front of the public uh when you kind of parade yourself as you know what he says i am the alderman of the east side i'm a detroit historian when you are famous for threads when you got you know almost twenty thousand people following you uh you can't just go hide your head in the sand just because you feel like it yeah i'm not to say that you owe someone anything but you look you look a little funny in the light when you know twitter is his platform yeah. and has been his platform for you know let's say X amount of years. Yeah. You know, you literally, as my nigga Curve said, you packed up your bando and you moved that shit over to Facebook. And if you know, if you social media savvy, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter are co- three completely different communities. Yeah. So, I mean. You got to learn how to code switch real quick. Yeah. To, like to maneuver in all three. Yeah, because they have their own set of rules, their own, you know tendencies i mean they're they're three completely unique situations he knew what the fuck he was doing you know it got hot on twitter 
So I'm a I'm a pack this shit up and go up the street. Like you don't you don't receive information the same way on Instagram and Facebook because of how the algorithms are set up. Like you don't see things in real time. On Twitter you see things in real time. There's retweets and reposts. Right. It's not the same on Facebook. It's not the same on Instagram. Like so there are people who had no idea. So like I know we think a lot of people know about this shit and relatively, yes. There's a there there's a certain circle, you yeah. know, and it's a very small percentage of Detroit Twitter yeah. that's in the know about this. Yeah. And um, most of the tweets was like, "Yo, we just found out about you because during this uh, all the protests after George Floyd and the, uh, like he became he was really out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really proud to be perfectly honest because he was doing his thing, right? Um, and I thought." you know, representing the city in the correct format. You know what I'm saying? Because he does have a story, the whole nine yards. Like, but you never really know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I won't profess to say that, yo, me and him were friends and shit like that, but you still never really know. Yeah, yeah, you you can't you can't never say. Yeah. We um, know people that know him. He's been in the studio, but, like, that's yeah. not, you know, somebody I have a personal relationship with. Um, But you never really know. But all that shit went down, and, like, you know, he did, like, 11, 12 national interviews in a short amount of time and the very next day like less than 12 hours this shit dropped with them pages right you know what i'm saying so i'm like it's been a rough three weeks for <laughs> yeah it's been a rough rough three weeks um so there was a protest um uh vic who's been on, who's been on the show before shout out to slave vic um she uh organized a protest down at the free press the other day um, this was just Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, they were down at the Free Press. Yeah, I think it may have been Monday. Okay. Um, like, like, dog, that's kind of wild. Like, can you imagine being at work and this niggas outside saying, "Get this nigga out of here," with signs with your name and saying, "Damon," in front of your job, Damon, you are a child predator or some shit. Like, no, that's just a. T- I think I think when we say child predator, we're you know, like. That's a romanticizing it. It's a, he a pedophile. It's pedophile behavior. Well, see, I be trying to stay away from this shit, right? Because it's, it's not technically. It's another word. Pedophile is like pre-puberty children, and then there's a whole other word for that shit. But that shit sound is it's okay, like because the correction isn't needed when you talking about children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it is a different word. It's deviant behavior. Any yeah. any way you slice it up, it's another foul. But I forget it's it started with an A or some shit. And and I know Vic has a specific group of friends. Vic, Sh- Shiny the hippie that that really get behind a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of social political issues, and they were really kind of championing for this to happen. Yeah. And you know I don't want to make light of any type of sexual assault or deviant behavior. I don't know what these young girls, yeah. you know, have gone through physically, emotionally. Uh, but I am proud that, you know, she championed for them and gave a voice to the voiceless in this case. And that there is some form of justice uh, right now because him being uh a reporter for the Michigan Chronicle is what allowed him a lot of access yeah. to these high school, so that's high the, school games. That's the thing. So, like you know, he got the gig with the the Free Press relatively recent. I yeah. know it's been like, past 90, 120 days. Um, but like prior to, 
a lot of these things, a lot of the allegations and the screenshots were like, yo, this person used to wait for me after games, used to use his status as a reporter or whatever. Like those when he was working with the Michigan Chronicle. Right. So that I know there was a lot of pressure like on the free press to make a statement. Are y'all going to do things like that? But like, did the Michigan Chronicle ever say anything? Because while working for my institution, this actually happened. But now as a former employee, should they Yeah. Should they still come out and, and say did, something? Yo, we had no clue. This is not behavior that we support. Like, film. Like this shit happened on your watch. Like if the police department, if you a former cop and you found out that you was killing niggas and setting niggas up while you was a cop, but you're not a cop no more, the police department, don't they say something still? Like, yeah. yo, okay. my bad when he used to like, yo, you still former police officer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh shit. Now that I now that I think about it, um, well, I'll wrap this up. Well so the statement was a statement. Um, you know that shit hit my that shit hit my, my phone quick. And uh somebody said <laughs> somebody said it's funny. Uh, that the only reason that nothing happened sexually is because he was getting curved uh, in the messages mm-hmm. by, the, by the children. By young girls. Uh, one, of the, one of the girls called a nigga chaperone. Yeah. Woo. It's got to sting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a little, <laughs> little, little blow to the yeah, ego. The, 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 the messages were, were um, the screenshots were a little unnerving. You know what I'm saying? When you when you think about it because I got I got a niece going to high school next year. My daughter's will be in ninth grade next year, and she's an athlete. You know what I'm saying? You so know, somebody's gonna cover her games. She's an athlete. I have a I have a niece right now who's a hell of a basketball player. Renaissance. I mean, she's in eleventh, going into twelfth grade. This is all within, you know that 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 age range. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's very disturbing uh, to see the type of behavior he was involved in. Uh, you know, while we we make mistakes, yeah. I hope that he can get the the help that he needs to move forward. Uh, I'm glad that he owned up to it in some regard. Yeah, um, I know for a lot of people that's not enough for them. No, nah. um, the damage is done to a lot of people in a lot of relationships, and that's something that you're just gonna have to accept. Yeah, you know what I'm saying every relationship is not gonna be mended. Um, and that's a part of that's a a portion of taking accountability. Yeah, and it's it's gonna come with some loss for him. I'm I'm sure being a journalist is, you know, where his passion is, and he may have to find other avenues to you know, outside so, of Metro Detroit. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and not to kind of even compare the two, but we saw this a few years ago with Charles Pugh. Yeah, kind of gotten caught. Uh, for those that don't know, he was a radio personality who trained trans- councilman. Yeah, who transitioned to being, he was a radio personality, a news broadcaster. Then he transitioned to being, wasn't he the president of the city council Mm -hmm. for a short period? And he got caught in a scandal with uh, young boys. High schoolers. Yeah, had to step away. And he's still in jail, Yeah, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. So Last time I checked, they could fuck around and get the nigga some COVID relief. Yeah, but, you know, while this is, is done for today. You know, I'm sure there still may be more aftermath to to come from, you know, his transgressions and poor decisions. Yeah. One thing that always stuck out of me about that um, Charles Pugh shit 
is, well, Charles Pugh, Monica Conyers, um, what's that one nigga name? Sam, I can't think of his last name. But like everybody who had it out for Con- for for Kanye. For Kwame. For Kwame, who was like going extra hard, try to get him out of there. All them niggas end up going to jail on their own separate shit, on their own separate yeah. dirt. It's wild that the person pointing the fingers all the time got the most dirt. What's the saying? When you when you point your fingers, you got three more pointing back at you. Yeah. So like last week, I was we had a conversation. Like after he had put the statement out of, as far as um Sam Riddle. Sam Riddle. Yeah. yeah, that's the name. But when Brandon put the statement out saying, Hey, the free press vindicated me and everything. So I we had a conversation like, dog, should we bring him on the show? to discuss this because like it needs to be talked about. I never thought he would come. Um, because I figured that like this would probably at the time, this is past tense. Right. Like this would probably be a, a safer, the safest place that he can come that wouldn't be um, as harsh but not as It's not just going to be no fluff. Yeah, well not without fluff. The right of care. But then after that the screenshots started. The screenshots literally came out like once we finished, re- like once we finished recording, then we started getting the screenshots. Yeah, and then it was like, um, because like, look, you're a reporter. Like, this is what you do. Now you are the story, but if this was anybody else, you would be trying to get the interview too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, I know it may seem opportunist. Like, yo, I'm going through some trauma or some shit. Now y'all people want, like, but fam, you want this to be. Like you, you. This is what you do too. Like, who wouldn't want the interview? It needs to be. It needs to be fair on both ends. Yeah. You know, you. <laughs> it can't just work when it's a story that you want to get behind, but when it's your story. Yeah. You know, you can't just duck behind it. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, that was before. Now so much shit happened. Like I don't know. No, I mean he's never. He's yeah, he'll be in the house for a while. <laughs> yeah. Some other. If shit. he's still in, even in Detroit. Yeah. And, and you know, word on the streets, it's a it's a few uh few gentlemen that like to have some conversations with them. Yeah, man. So there's that. Um I don't want to wish him best of luck, but I hope that you can get some type of help for what you're dealing with. And in some form or fashion, one day, I hope that number one, these young ladies can regain who they are, their self-worth, their their ability and be able to put their lives together and move back forward. And, you know, I hope that one day he finds some type of peace and is able to put his life back forward as well. Yeah. Um, I did just get confirmation. Like, uh, apparently some a lot, of, a lot of this also happened before he was working at the Michigan Chronicle. Uh, so they weren't, quote unquote, tar- my, my word, targeted in this because some a lot of it happened before he was even working there okay so i don't know you know what i'm saying but some some of the some of the timeline in the history yeah. is a little gradient but um but the reason i i brung up if um they should even make a statement i don't know if you heard this today uh, but somebody sent me this today an article saying that um Former police officers openly plotting to kill Black Lives Matter activist Sean King. Like I saw that. Like they, that former police officer in a in a police officer, uh, L.A. County police officer Facebook group, actively plotting to kill Sean King. 
like I get that you don't they not police officers no more. Fam, you gotta step up. Yeah. You, this happened in your real house and with other officers. Like that's wild. Like I don't know what more proof can you can possibly need if someone is actively trying to kill you. That's that's got to be a, a crazy feeling for that that type of information to come back to you. I'm not built for that. You know what I'm saying? Like um I'm not built to handle that gracefully to be able to still go out and do my job and and talk um pc and everything like that like once there's a threat or i think there's like all these all the gloves is off a threat against my life is a threat against my family my livelihood you know my wife my children that's he he said he came forward publicly because i'm worried i got to say now now my family's involved like they're it's not like yo we found out no nigga this is actively ongoing they trying to kill me and the thing about the police, they just have access to so many different resources. Uh, I know on a smaller scale that I know somebody that had an issue with a police officer. Yeah. Uh, the police officer was married to this young woman. They went through a divorce. The person I know was dealing with his ex-wife. And I know one night he got pulled over for, you know, a taillight being out. And that taillight being out ended up with him in the hospital with contusions, broken ribs, and things of that nature. Uh, See, so, the, the, the one thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration, which they should, is the police officer is a position, but the position is filled by humans. Right. Humans are susceptible to emotion, to anger, to revenge. To like, abuse of power. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Uh, yo, the, we got to protect. Yo. And that's a, the the word police, that's a theory. This individual person, Brian Cox, whoever. I don't know if there's a Brian Cox police yeah. officer, but I just made a name up. But, like, no, this nigga crazy. And he happens to legally carry a gun and have a laptop in his car with all my information. All my aliases, all my past addresses, and you know what I'm saying? And he has And a log of any time I've been pulled over or had interactions with the police. Like, we talked about shit like, yo, we can find out who you are. Just Nigga, I can find out who somebody is just with a a Google search and kind of knowing what area you might live in. Like, or just reaching out to contact. I know people in different places. Like, I can find whoever you are. I can find you, right? Yeah. So police officers got friends, too. Like so we gotta stop acting like these people are are not flawed human beings. The you know what I always think about Franklin and Snowfall, <laughs> where he had beef with his next door neighbor. Yeah, where he had beef with Andre, mm-hmm. and Andre was very easily able to find out where he was, found the pictures, found them. Like he had access to everything. But then, you know, and not really a thorough investigation. Just followed him one night. And like, if I'm a police officer, I just saved your life one day. You owe me. I asked you to do some shit. You gonna do it because you've been in the trenches with me, right or wrong, yeah, legal or illegal. That's my man now. You know what I'm saying? You're in my pocket, or I'm in your pocket. Yeah, right? like what well, shit, nigga? This that nigga stick his like he stick his neck out for me all the time. He asked me to do some shit. I'm gonna do some shit for him, cause shit, push come to shove. Quit pro crow. Yeah. So 
this shit is wild. But that's an example of just because you don't, uh, we don't work together no more. That don't mean if some shit went down on your watch, nigga, you better. It's going to go down. Yeah. Um. So yesterday we was having a conversation on a different podcast, right? Mm-hmm. We was talking about a grown man, adults, um, being attracted to or trying to um, get on with like high school girls or younger girls. Right. We we saw it in high school. Yeah. Um, and so then, and like you know, that's wrong, <laughs> clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it was interesting that. What about people who are attracted to, to to adults who look like children? I'm really on the fence about that. Yeah, me too. Be- I'm really on the fence about that because, you know, you're allowed to have a type in yeah. what you're attracted to. I mean, it's, your, preference is, <laughs> your preference is your preference. But I don't know what the appeal of a – I mean, in theory, it's still a grown woman. Yeah. I look at like a woman like Ariana Grande. Yeah. She is an adult. But when you look at her, she's built like my 14-year-old daughter. Like just just realistically. Yeah. And when you <laughs> it's just something about that that's a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It it, it and the reason that it becomes an uncomfortable conversation is because if you can be physically and sexually aroused by the the physics of this particular person. Right. So we use an example of um, Tiger and Kylie Jenner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when she was underage, she was physically looked more adult than the actual adult Ariana Grande. Right. And it's like, well, I. It's not right, but I can see why your brain would be like, yo, I'm attracted to this physique. Tiger was red shirting her. Yeah. He is he was he was just waiting it out. Yeah, if if they waited it out. Yeah. Uh but, but you know what I'm saying? But it's like it's it's just weird. It's 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 a slippery slope. And it's a slippery slope because then like as an adult, then it's like, well, you can't body shame somebody. Like are they not blessed with all these curves so what now they can't be with somebody because i because black black don't crack right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's why it's not like a, a a statement like yo if this your type fuck y'all niggas y'all weird it's just it'd be interesting like and then it is it's a lot of nuances in it like yes. if you know you are a, a small man in stature facts you know, not you, me but no, i'm just you yeah if you like five eight five nine that's yeah. one of my homies that's one of his types He's a small dude. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's proportionate. And he be like, nigga, you don't, I don't like like <laughs> sound wild saying this shit out loud. He like, nigga, I don't like a lot of a lot of ass and titties and shit. Like he like a small, you know what I'm saying? He like what's comfortable for him. Yeah. And I be like And that's not everybody's thing. I be like, yo, I love when we go out because you got yours and I got yeah, mine. We like, ain't gotta worry about gotta- <laughs> <laughs> cross contamination. Yeah. But I like a woman. It should be something like, yo, check this one out. You like, nigga. <laughs> Hold up. You can't even nigga, get it out. Uh, nigga sent me a picture last week. It was like, yo, I had to go downstairs and talk to myself. I didn't know if I could handle this one. <laughs> it was super thick. Too, okay. That's how I, I, uh, I like what Drake says. So thick, make everybody in the room uncomfortable. That's yeah. That's what I like. 
I like curves. Yeah. I like proportionate curves. But you're also, you know, uh, no homo, like a a regular size man. Huh? Oh, I got you. No, I do not like regular (laughs) size men. (laughs) No, I'm saying like, you know, you you six feet or so. Six feet, 220? Yeah, you're a regular size man. I'm, you know, say about the same height, same build. I don't want. Somebody that looks like my daughter. I won't, you know. Dog, like, what if your? <laughs> no, that's wild. Like, what, go ahead, ask. Like, you bring home a young lady and your and your child, your 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 thirteen, fourteen year old daughter has more curves than the grown woman that you. No, with. man. That first of all, it's never gonna happen with me. It's never gonna happen. But that would be. God, but that's again, a strange place to be. Again. You got to be careful because then it sounds like you body shaming. You know what I'm saying? That's never the intent I, I'm not to trying make. to body shame. I mean, I just me. Like, yeah. When I say you, I'm, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I just like what I like. Yeah. So I don't ever want to like try to make somebody feel uncomfortable with the way that they with the way that God made them. Yeah, it's not it's nothing wrong because we we are not going to be blessed the same yeah. the same way. And everybody again has their preferences and what they like. If you like dark skinned men, like I'm not going to fit your preference. Oh man, I do got you. Just, this is different. This is not. I'm about to bring up something that this don't have nothing to do with what we just talked about. But when you said that, that shit, it made me think about something. Okay, what's up? It's colorism shit, right? Okay. Um, I see this shit on the internet all the time. Uh, it frustrates me. Like I'm, I really be angry at this shit sometimes. Um, you know, I like I like all shades. Like dark skin, I like light skin. True. The like you got a type though. But sometimes they be dark skin, sometimes they be light skin, sometimes they be caramel, whatever. Shit. Um, but like every time I make the statement, I don't like the hate that light skinned women get or light skinned people get. Like we make jokes about light skinned niggas and mm-hmm. shit like that. But like it at to a certain extent, one of my one of my friends hate when I when somebody do that, like we need we gotta stop that shit. And now I'm like, I agree we gotta stop it. But every time a celebrity or anybody has a light skinned or fair skinned woman, it's why you gotta pick that one. This is what I'm talking about. Y'all don't never like this or whatever. Like fam, you know they black too, right? Right. Like you like if you you're telling them that you're not black enough. You know, I've heard this my whole you know, I'm high yellow. I've heard this shit my whole life. And even I had an ex uh, not too long ago talked to me about what she felt was light skin privilege. Yeah. You know, that she made a good she made a good point in a, in a comparison b- between like you and I that like we're both handsome guys and we, you know, all jokes aside, we both do all right with women. Yeah. But she was like, you know, with me being light skin, she felt like I didn't have to exude as much effort in my, you know, quest to get to know women or like introductory or break the ice. And I'm telling her, like, you know, it's not it's not what you think. Like there's still, you know, uh, there's still a bit of work that has to be done in order for things to happen. Me being light skinned just doesn't, you know, blow the door open and make, you know, shit easier for some reason. Shit, my father lighter than you. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, he one of the blackest motherfuckers I know. Like in real life, and it doesn't negate my blackness in some type of because I t- I'm not mixed. Both of my parents are were brown and dark skinned people. I just happen to be, 
you know, just come out a little fair. You come out from a black woman who has every possible combination of people inside of her. She can, a black woman can kick out anything. Period. Like a black woman can kick Absolutely. out a blonde hair, blue eyed baby girl. <laughs> and, and people sometimes, I've, you know, my eyes are kind of slanted. So pe- what are you mixed with? I'm, he mixed with Negro and Negro. Orange <laughs> right. <laughs> when it's, when Dame eyes is slanted, it's cushion orange. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, but this my this be my thing though. Like I see somebody um, in a role, like oh they gave her this role because they were light skinned. So okay, let's play the game then. Have you ever heard somebody say anything about Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X? No. Because Malcolm X was bright that, as fuck. Yeah. I know a lot of his pictures. Well, red hair. I know a lot of his pictures was in black and white. I've never heard somebody say, yo, he shouldn't play that role because he's too dark. You put a good one in the group thread, thread Chadwick Boseman playing third girl Marshall. Yeah. Like, oh, June dropped, dropped that one. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't, I, I never hear it in the reverse. Like, all these people still black. And now they like a, a double and triple, mind. like, fam, they getting ostracized by their own people now. Yeah. They clearly not white enough. Now you're not black enough. People just have opinions and nobody's ever happy with shit, man. That's it. Then it got me thinking and shit. Like it's a lot of projection. You know what I'm How saying? How so? So when a when a young lady say, yo, you don't gotta work as hard because you light skin, she don't know your life. Like she projected. Okay. It's like, yo, bec- you for whatever reason you feel less than, and it has to be true. So then I be thinking about that shit like on some black white shit like do we all do, is it as hear me out in every situation is it always what we think it is or is it us projecting sometimes i think it's a lot of projection and assumption sometimes because you know i've i dealt with my own issues with colorism growing up like i said all my my parents my sister are all like your complexion or darker. And I was the only light-skinned one. My grandmother was light-skinned. I got mm. an uncle that's light-skinned. But other than that, you know, everybody has a fair amount of melanin. Your dad look a little lighter. Yeah, but I mean, he yeah, not not as light as me. So, I mean, my whole life I've heard, you know, I can remember being like in kindergarten, first grade, and kids calling me white because I didn't look you know, like I used like, to call my dad white. I thought my dad was white. Yeah, we was kid. We didn't know any better. You right. know, and you was lighter than my mom was darker skin. Like we thought my dad was white. And when you're a kid, you don't know anything. And I go home, and to me, my family is black. And now I'm questioning who I am. Yeah. And over the years, yeah, I've had my own personal struggles with it because it was a lot to, you know, everybody got light skin jokes, a pretty boy, light skin yeah. nigga, some shit like that. And, you know, that's that's not ever how I kind of viewed and looked at myself. And do you think, well, we got to be really careful, man, what we say around the children, because that has a, a impact on people and how they act. Like what kind of impact do you think that had on you and how you end up turning out as a person? Uh, I was, you know, my mother definitely drilled into me very young who and what you are. But I'll say for like example, for my children, my my ex-wife is biracial. Her mother's white. Her father is black. I, I don't think I just, I, I just assumed that she was just fair skinned. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they, the kids have a white grandmother. Mm. Now, my 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 ex-wife, my mother-in-law, 
if you just talk to her, like if you never just sight unseen, you talk to her, you never know that she was yeah. white. But anyway, I remember when my daughter was very young, she made a reference to my black friend. And I had to stop my baby. I said, so so what do you think you are? And she, I'm saying like she's like five or six. So it just didn't dawn on me like her, you know, colorism. Oh, awareness. Yeah, uh, of who and what she was. So I said, we're going to draw a circle. I said, now I want you to shave half the circle in black. And on this other side, we're going to cut this other circle in half. And I want you to shave this other, I want you to shave this other area in black. I said, this you. This you. Three-fourths of this circle. So the majority of it is what? She's like black. That's that's you. This is how much, you know, different, but you are a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. That's deep. Um, so the reason I asked, like, um, how much you think it impacted you, uh, I mean, you're pretty uh i don't know gruff like a rough, a man you know what i'm saying yeah. but if the if the if the stereotype of light skinned men always been pretty and prissy and shit like that do you think they had a, a, any plan like yo i don't i want to i don't want to be that type y'all didn't yeah oh no i i got into a lot of fights cuz of that shit a lot of fights because niggas thought just because i was Light skin, like I was a pushover, I was soft. I threw a lot of hands over that shit. You think about how much that shit impact people. You might end up being, you might live a, a, a tougher life. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be tougher. I'm gonna be hard. I'm gonna more, I'm gonna be a more rock and edgy because y'all assume I'm not gonna be. And now my whole, now that now this is me, but maybe I didn't have to be like that. We put so much trauma on a kid, yeah, that don't deserve it. Yeah, but no, nah, I definitely got into a lot of scraps. You know, in my life, just because of people in, you know, them type of slick ass comments like, yeah. you know, all light skin. At, nah, well, I mean, if you you want to find out, you know, if you think it's a walk in the park, you should buy a fun pass. <laughs> I, heard that I don't think I heard that one before. <laughs> oh, I'm about to put that on something. <laughs> put that shit on the bumper sticker. <laughs> if, you, if you think there's a walk in the park, you should pay for the price of admission. Yeah, I like that. Man, that's wild, man. Um, I guess that. It, so I guess there is the. A, so look, it's a privilege of being white because you don't really got to deal with that shit. Like there is no ruling ruling class above you where you have to think about I'm acting this way around this particular person because of like that, I went through a, point, a period in my life where. When I see white folks, I will hold the door open. I will be extra nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yo, let me prove to y'all. Because I'm not what you think I am. Yeah. And somebody sent me something uh, from a sociology uh, paper that they were doing. And this shit kind of matched perfectly. I've been thinking about this shit this week. It says, uh, suppose you are a black man studying for your phd at a predominantly white and asian american campus you're tall and you present an and you are present as an opposing figure uh while you walk around campus you whistle because you feel whistling puts white people at ease you also preemptively cross the opposite side of the street if you're passing somebody on the on the street late at night so as not to unnerve them why do you feel the need to do this you develop those tactics because you are conscious of the fact that you are being perceived differently by white people than the way that you perceive yourself. This is your double conscious at work 
unfortunately, a sad example um, of the relevance of the concept, and then it kind of cut off because I. I don't want. I don't never want to overcompensate something else to make somebody feel comfortable. But this was the first time I looked at it. Like I said, this is your double self because you recognize that other people see you differently than you see yourself. And you're trying to adjust your behavior so they see you the way that you see yourself. So um, on some black white shit that applies, on some light skin, colorist shit. Like, so if you see yourself like I'm regular, nigga, I ain't no hoe. And they go try to see you as one. Oh, now let me adjust my behavior so you can see me how I view myself. Right. And like when you walk around the world knowing that people view you two different ways, that's a privilege if you don't have to do that. Because there's a level of stress or anxiety that goes with that that you that I you're not you're not even aware of. You've had Absolutely. the stress so long that it's normal, but it's not. And if you walk around a society when you there is no ruling class, and that's a that's a that's a mind state because I don't do that shit no more. Um, but it's like when you at work and you put on your professional voice, right? You 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 adjust yourself so people don't see you. As a threat to an extent. Absolutely. Not and in that regard, like so I remember starting I had a job where, you know, one of my first meetings, nobody knew who I was. And I heard people that were my peers talk about the guy in the back with the gang tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I kind of overheard it. And I took that as an opportunity to introduce myself. Hey, I'm Damon, I'm the new supervisor. Nice to nice to fucking meet you but i mean people do you know i'm heavily tatted and people see you and they have certain preconceived notions now you know i'm also educated uh you know i i've i've done some some college i i i have you know credible work experience but people see the package and the outside and they make an assumption whether it's me being black or light skin or a large bearded man with tattoos there was two different instances that stick out to me vividly that made me uncomfortable um, with the way I was being perceived. And both of them was about black people, by the way. Okay. Uh, one time, because I used to wear a lot of gold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember. Uh, like, nigga, I, we've been friends a long time. So I used to work at a, a Sears in the paint department. And I, whatever reason, I had my smock on everything, but I had my gold chain with an eagle, an eagle emblem over. I had my watch, rings, bracelet, the whole nine yards. And a guy, he was must have been African, Jamaican. I know he had an accent and shit. I don't remember because shit was 25, I mean, 15 years ago or some shit. But um, he came up to the register and he did, was like, uh, oh, so you you a rapper? And I want to be like, yes, I actually I do rap, <laughs> but I was like, like nah, why you think that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like 20 years old. 20, he saw 21. the packaging. He saw the packaging and shit. That shit always. I was offended. You know what I'm saying? But remember, Shamika used to work with us. Yeah. Uh, she said one time after we was friends and everything, because that's the homie. Uh, she was like. She walked past me in the hallway one day. I think when we first started, we was doing like mandatory overtime so you could dress down. She said she walked past me and was like, oh, they work. They letting thugs work here now. Well, she told me that shit. I was so offended. Uh, I'm like, 
Yeah, I might be, a th- but like, no, but like, you judge that shit literally just off based my, off my my uniform. For yeah, the day. like, damn, a nigga can't rock a gold chain without being like. Uh, I wish I could find that old picture of us when we were shooting at that game with the leathers <laughs> on. <laughs> but that shit is wild because, like, yo, I mean, the whole never read a book by judge a book by its cover. But like, we don't. That's not. We if don't. you if you talk to me, I'm so much more than what my outward appearance may lead you to believe that I am. Yeah. Um I mean I know I got tattoos on my neck, my hands, my arm, but like I'm really an intelligent and, you know, thought I can be like an engaging type of person <laughs> regardless of I think that shit has impacted me though. Because I don't dress like I used to dress for the most part. Like I mean you still catch me in the streets, I'm gonna be, you know Yeah, you'd be comfortable. Yeah. But like I guess I used to I, I used to dress really aggressive, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, you know what kind of changed that shit for me? And I was like, you know what? I should start acting and not dressing up, so to speak. It was Nipsey? I, I watched these uh, a bunch of different interviews uh, when he sat down with Gary V. Mm-hmm. Nigga was in that motherfucker with the braids, the Cuban out, smoking weed and doing this thing. When he would sit down with the people from um um. Bel Air Vodka, I mean not Bel Air Vodka, um, Bel Air Rose, the mm-hmm. champagne company was over there. Like they sat down and had an actual business meeting. Like, no, I got my white tea on, my my jewels and my whatever. Like, no, you here because who I am and the information I provide. Fuck what I'm wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like we keep trying to change our 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 outward appearance and like, no, nah, fam, your value is within. Like, if a nigga don't want to do business with you because he don't like your pants, fuck that nigga. Because that's what people kind of find. And it still works that way. That's what people kind of find acceptable with business. I'm not like I have suits. I know how to dress it up, but that's not what makes me comfortable. Yeah. You know, but I can also can when people come in here and want to conduct business with us. If I'm in hoodie and Tim's, I can still convey what I need to convey. Now, yes, do I have to switch it up when I go to work or some other environments? Unfortunately, I do, but that doesn't change who who I am intrinsically. Um, shout out to Apple, Google, and a bunch of these young tech companies and startups where like, yo, we don't do that shit no more. Don't come to no interview with no shirt and no tie on. Come in this bitch with some jeans and a T-shirt because we're not doing that shit no more. I interviewed at Apple. Uh, they told me, a couple of people told me like, dog, don't come in this motherfucker with no no suit and tie on. And it was the hardest shit ever because I was taught that's what you're supposed to look like. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I think I wrote, I had like a, a polo tucked in, you know what I'm saying? And I had my jacket on because it was wintertime. So it was like, I was like casual, but I felt so awkward because I was doing something differently than what y'all programmed me to do. Oh shit, you actually want to talk to me about what I actually do? Because all that shit is, it's now, a costume. A lot, a lot of people, they don't care about the tattoos and shit no more. If I went and got tattoos all over my face tomorrow, I've been working in my industry almost 20 years now. Like, I'm an expert at this shit. Yeah. I've reached mastery level, like, in real life, dealing with people, talking to people, selling, comment. Like, I can do this shit with my eyes closed, interacting with people. It don't fucking matter what I look like, especially if I'm talking over the phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then just being interacting with people. No, I don't think we should do that no more, man. I mean, personally, I've had better jobs. The more tattoos I've acquired, the better jobs that I've had. I mean, I've worked for grunt ass. I remember I worked for a movie theater here in Michigan. 
that required me to cover up my tattoos. It's the fucking movie theater. Like it's a it's a kid's job. And they wanted me to be covered up. Yo, these old rules gotta go. We talk about this often, like the names gotta go. I got a problem and I I I, I used to suffer from this, the quote unquote ghetto name. Fuck is a ghetto name, dog. Like what is a ghetto name? A name that they can't pronounce comfortably. I can't pronounce white folks' last names comfortably. At all. You can't pronounce our first name. I can, we can't pronounce your last name. So which one is better? You know what I'm saying? Horowitz or insert whatever. Like young black girl, young black boy, correct them every time. Every single time. And like I get it. They be like, yo, I don't want my my my, my child to miss out on a job opportunity. If the, if your job your kid get the job opportunity, they go for um, an interview and they don't want to hire no niggas, they're not hiring no niggas. Save them name the time. Or not, yeah, name or not. Save them the time. Hakeem, maybe you won't call Hakeem back. But if Hakeem gets there and his name is Josh, he is still a Hakeem to them. Yeah. Oh, they they got one by me. I guess we got to hire this one. He showed. No, that's not how it works. Or I have friends that are. I got a good partner of mine. He's a Indian. Yeah. And you know he his name is you know rather long, bunch of syllables, and he shortens it to Sam to make it easier for people to say in the office. And I'm just like, but that's why should you have to do that in order to make other people comfortable? Yeah. And I think the the longer that we do that, the longer it's going to last. Flood this motherfucker with so many different names that you have no opportunity. But so like what, what the only thing, the only thing that makes a name ghetto is the fact that when you hear that name, you know, they're black. Other than that, what 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 do we mean? Oh, star Keisha. She probably black. Yeah. And that's why it's ghetto. If you said Susan. Susan can be in a fucking. You understand? You you assume that she's what? Susan can live right next door to me on Joy Road. She not ghetto if we both act the same way, but just because of her name, you associate that with blackness, and blackness is ghetto and is inherently wrong. And we black folks got infected with that shit because we we treat each other like, oh look at this fucking name. So you see a name in Swahili that means something. Oh, this 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 name means healer. Well, that's what Jason means. But this name means caregiver in Swahili. But it's some weird shit that you can't pronounce. Why ain't that ghetto? Yeah, because you can't pronounce the shit. It the letters don't quote unquote match how they supposed to be. Man, white people be having ghetto names. Fuck yeah, Misty. Because now, nah, when you see a Misty, you think of a certain type of person. Absolutely. And it's all prejudgment. Like, we got to get over this I mean, ghetto me and, shit. Me and you both have interviewed in our careers. Yeah. You know, interviewed staff, hire people. And, you know, I can, you look at a resume, You before you go out to get the candidates, you look at their resume, and like, okay, I got an idea of who this, of what they may be sitting in the lobby. Yeah. And that's when it actually started changing. One of my last couple of interviews I was doing at, um, at the gig, and, like, um, the conversation with people, Cause we started interviewing as interviewing and we'll put our notes and then we'll do a group discussion about who we're going to put through the next round. Mm -hmm. And when somebody says some shit about somebody's name, 
I was so fucking pissed. And this was like one of the people who've been here 20, 30 years. I say, now hold up. That don't have shit to do with shit. You're not about to put this person because you done made up a whole fucking scenario with you. First off, you didn't even interview with this person. You done made up a whole fucking scenario off of somebody fucking name. Now, if this motherfucker, if, if this was a room full of white people and they did that shit to you, you'll be feeling certain. You you feel a certain type of way. Now, we can't do that same shit to each other. Yeah. Like we can't. That shit. Wow. Like, I get it. They're like, yo, you adding syllables and everything like, well, fuck this language. It ain't ours anyway. You want to get rid of the fucking police, but you can't get rid of the phonics. <laughs> you know, I always think back to one of my best hires. Yeah, was a young lady. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, naturally not gonna say her name, but one of my best hires was a young lady, and I I remember when I went to go get her in the lobby, I could not, I could not pronounce it. It probably took me about two weeks before I really got it right, and I remember having my own preconceived notion when I saw this name. But I mean, man, intelligent, uh, a pleasant employee, and was, you know, amazing from day one. And one of easily the best hires I've yeah. ever made in my career. And her having, and now that I've left this position, she's already starting to move up, you know, the board and the company. And, you know, Yes, she has a very unique name with four or five syllables. Can't but be worse than Condoleezza. And w- look where she went. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Look where she went. We don't give her no love because she was a Republican. And if you're conservative, black people don't like you. They act like you're not black. But you can have a different political um, view and still, like, we well, need to get that woman her credit. Yeah. Whether you like her political views or not. Like, she did a lot. She she moved, She moved. She maneuvered through a lot of shit with a name like Condoleezza. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to get to damn near the, what if Condoleezza popped on the scene right now and ran for president as a Republican, as a black woman Republican, would black folks vote for her? I don't know. And that's fucked up. Because we're so conditioned that Democrat is right, Republican is wrong. That's and, but, fucked up. But I always challenge people that you've probably been voting Democrat your whole life and what has it gotten you? What's the now, I'm not, now I'm not saying every Republican is right, but I think how you should we know vo- we don't never vote for the no, motherfucker. No, but I think you should also <laughs> vote for what's in your best interest. Because like think about it, all the black cities that it got end up getting run down and real fucked up and go bankrupt, all that shit. Democrats. We ran by Democratic candidates and Democratic like fam. I don't know that Republicans are going to be worse for us because we don't vote for the motherfuckers. Right. But I know what. <laughs> but I see what Republican voting does in Bloomfield Hills and fucking Livonia and Rochester. I mean, yeah, maybe you know may not be comfortable for a person of my skin, but like shit, I see the city services. I see the differences in them schools. Man, did you end up catching uh, Angela Stanton on the Breakfast Club? I on did. Mo- nigga, she watched them dog for an hour. She did. It was like a clinic like. She far left. I mean, she far right. She a, she a strong uh, conservative. And there's a bunch of young black brothers, hood niggas, who are conservatives who be in here that we know uh, who kick that shit different than you ever heard before. Matter of fact, one not been on the show before. Kick, kick that shit different than you ever heard before. And to sit there and be like... You, don't got, you, you look like Angela Yee and, and, and DJ Envy. 
they're not equipped for that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what the breakfast and that's no maybe it is a knock to them, but they're not equipped for that. Diehard Democrats um, aren't equipped for that because and I say Democrats not because I'm a Republican. I'm not nothing. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it just seemed like if you far right, I mean, you far left, you more emotional based than logic and common sense. Because the Democratic Party will always play on racism and they're going to play on abortion. Two two things that we know y'all care about, we're going to cloak everything in that. So if this person go against these, fuck all the rest of the issue. Forget the, the 999,098 other issues. We're going to cloak everything in these two. And if you don't go. These are hot button topics and they play with your emotions. Always the hot button topics. If y'all go listen to, watch that Angela Stanton interview. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm a, I agree with everything that she say, but she backed her shit up with facts. And there's a reason why I believe this because of this, this, and this. You believe that shit because of how you feel. That's feelings ain't real. They're not. They're not. They're real to you. I tell you what, though, when she started explaining some shit that Trump passed, and compare that shit to Obama, it got quiet in that fucking room. And I was like, oh, shit. Uncomfortably quiet. Uncomfortably quiet because we don't, whatever. That's not a conversation. That's not a real conversation people were ready to have. Yeah. Um, in any event, um, we got to get over this colorism shit. You're not bad because you light skin. You're not bad because you dark skin. Because th- we're not going to act like um, darker skin complected people aren't um, treated poorly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, But we don't need to treat anybody poorly. Like, that's the thing. Because if you get treated poorly, you don't then, in turn, do that same thing to someone else. But man, hurt people hurt people. True that. But at some point, we got to take the information that we know, we know that hurt people hurt people. Like, if it was different, they're like, yo, I don't know why I'm acting like this. But now we know why we act this way. We know what our what our decisions lead to. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we know when a politician come every four years and he start hitting all the churches, you ain't gonna see that nigga no more. You know what I'm saying? Like we know this shit is a game, but we do the same thing. They, get pa- the- they pander to us every four years. Come on, man. Come on, dog. You <laughs> he never coming back to New Hope after yeah. after this Sunday. We can't do that shit with each other. We can't do that shit. We can't project. You know what I'm saying? We all just gotta if anything, I guess what I'm trying to get to is that we all just got to take accountability for ourselves and bring that shit to a micro focus instead of the macro. In the macro, we we generalize everything. Yo, all these people, all these things happen to us. But on the micro level, what are you doing? What's impacting you? What is the decision that you're making? What impacted that? And can you make that shit? Can you change that shit? Um, but... There it is, man. That's all I got, dog. Oh, I do got to say this. I guess this is a who's man's with this, by the way. Okay. It goes to me. Uh, really? It does, because I fucked up like two weeks ago. Um, and when we was talking, I hold Bubba Wallace, you know what I'm saying, when I was talking about the NASCAR and the new shit. Okay. And Bubba Wallace wasn't the person. He was the driver. He was the driver who the shit was happening to. Right. And... Me being a nigga, <laughs> uh, I, I I said the wrong name, and it was and Bubba Wallace is the African American NASCAR driver, 
um, and he wasn't the one that was promoting the the Confederate flag and saying he was going. I called him a loser. It was the other nigga that was a loser. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They found that noose in his uh. So that's garage. another garage. So the 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 hose man is me for fucking up. Um, y'all niggas know I got this book um called Shit I Was Right About Volume Two, um that I'm writing. Really? However, is this the second pamphlet? Um, I am putting out a one pager. Uh, that says it's about shit I was wrong about. You know what I'm saying? It's a one pager. So it's, a, it's enough room for like five or six items. Uh, I'll put the bubble bubble wallets on there. It's a paragraph, basically. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a couple bullet points for shit I was wrong <laughs> about. It's a one pager. Maybe a front and back. I don't know. We haven't got that far yet. Uh, but this other who's man says this. Um. You know, there's a lot of hate that Jamil Hill gets online. Man. Now, I don't agree with everything she says, but I'm gonna always stand by her because she's a black woman and she's from here. And I think she does good work. Whether the whether her particular point on a, a rapper or or an NBA player or whatever the situation, whether I agree with every single point, it's neither here nor there. I like her, I respect her, she good, she good people. But white people hate her. They hate her. And she was talking about the Bubba Wallace stuff. And then it comes out, alleged, it comes out that, yo, no one put that there. It was there since like October. And everybody was talking shit about her. Like, yo, you was faking. This is what you, you doing is fake this and fake that. And she was like, the FBI said it was there from October or some shit. They didn't say it wasn't a noose. And she was like, it's still a noose. And everybody was flaming her. Oh, you so stupid. Candace Owens flaming her. Everybody flaming her. Then the next day, NASCAR puts the actual picture out of the shit. And it's a fucking noose. Don't matter how long it's been there. It's a fuck. They, they, they said it was like the, the little pulley. The pull chain. No, that's a fucking noose. And a noose is a very specific type of knot. There's no there's no ambigu- ambiguity here. It is a fucking noose. And the nigga was like, well, that's a. It's noose-ish. It has a slip. It's a, it's it, well. It's a rope with a slip, nigga. That's a fucking noose. Like we niggas, can argue schematics. <laughs> niggas want to be like, no, y'all wrong. Y'all said that woman was lying. She wasn't. It was a fucking noose. Y'all said that Bubba Wallace was lying. He wasn't. He explained like the the head of NASCAR. They called him. Like yo, uh, let's meet in person. Let's talk about something. He said he was like he said he heard the voice. Like nigga, I think I was in trouble. Like that's one of those voices. Mm-hmm. When he got there, he said, "Dude, the president guy, he had like tears in his eyes." And they told him, they showed him it. So they came to him like, "Yo, we found a fucking noose in your shit, dog." You know what I'm saying? So like that's what was smart. He didn't just walk around like, "Yo, look at this fucking noose." Like they brought it to him, and then we looked like, "Oh shit, that is a fucking noose." So the the, the initially they was like, "Yo, NASCAR set this shit up um, on some." Look how, because NASCAR showed up for him. Everybody came out, like they they handled it the correct way. Mm-hmm. But then the next day they found out that it was quote unquote fake until the picture came out. That's a fucking noose. That's not no, not no drawer pulled. No, that's a fucking noose. Very specific. And if you have a garage, go look in your garage. The thing that pulls the garage door down, they're extremely different. Into Extremely. And the fact that no one saw that noose in that motherfucker for hat, fuck out of here. Since October, nobody saw it. When is the when is the fucking the racing season? Because I, I I would figure October is about I, the time think, they wrap up. Yeah, right? I think like spring it would have to make sense. Yeah, and then we've been in lockdown since 
end of February, March. Yeah. So it could have been there, but wasn't nobody in that motherfucker to see it. You know what I'm saying? So like, facts. Yeah, man, that shit is whack. Um, I got that shit wrong. My bad to Bubba Wallace. I wish he would have won that race. He came in like 14th. All this shit popping off. Like you got to come in first place, my nigga. In the Black Lives Matter car. You got you got to come up. Is he got a he a Black Lives Matter car? He does. Oh, fam, you got to come in first place, my nigga. It's, it's a Black Lives Matter car. <laughs> you got to be the Tiger Woods of this shit. Like, niggas will start going to NASCAR shit if we had somebody to root for. Because, you know, like. I don't understand a lot about net car racing. You niggas go around in a circle. But, I mean, they can accumulate points. It's, I don't get it. Then it's like, yo, your car. It's not that necessarily that you drive better than me, but like I got a team of engineers that make my car more efficient than yours. Lighter, faster. Now it's like a fucking engineer race off and shit. Like this got not little to do with racing. Academic games. Yeah, like yeah, that's not really. No, what what they not not the academic games where they build robots. What is it? Uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what y'all doing. Like. So that, I mean, I think that's the the barrier of entry is uh, pretty high for for black folks to get into because like we can drive clearly. You you see that shit on the weekends with the Chargers and the Challengers. Yeah. Uh, but like, who the fuck got enough money to soup up these cars and get all these tires and and and, and go cross country? And the barrier of entry is is really really high. Yeah, I knew a guy that used to work on my cars back in the day, uh, and him and his brother built race cars. Uh, huge undertaking. Now shout out to my homeboy Peso. Um, he put on the races, black. He put on a, a bunch of different races, events, and um, I said races, events, racing events. I, I got uh, We knew what you were saying. Uh, he out here killing this shit, dog, like legitimately. Uh, man, you got a uh, music pick this week? Yeah, man. Uh, my music pick of the week, uh, somebody reached back uh, – and remade an old Hot Boy song, and I thought it came out pretty dope. It's by, uh, hold on, let me just pull it up, because I wasn't 100% prepared. Hold on real quick. Why are you doing that? I was uh, talking to Curve yesterday, and we was like, dog, Meg on the clock. And then today she dropped a record. Girls in the Hood? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, because I got an opinion about it too. Like in the last year, she didn't drop the song with Nicki Minaj and Beyonce, and she at where she at. Like, what's next? Like, what you can't. <laughs> like, I thought that Beyonce record was going to take her somewhere else, and it was just cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it came all her shit just cool. She got to switch up that flow pad. Like that's that's every record. It's not like she, I don't know. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. I really thought, I really thought. It was so funny. Like we like, nigga, the clock is on. And then she dropped the record today. Is Meg going to be the next up on Rappers I Believed In? Because you was you was trying to gas me. I hard. thought I thought Big Old Freak was like going to gonna take her there. I thought that was gonna be the setup for the next big one. Hot Girl Summer came and went. Savage that was a year ago. <laughs> yes, and Savage like while it was a it's a decent song, but like that's fucking Beyonce. Fam, ain't no performances going on right now. All thing you got to, to, to stand is your, your records. Music. 
if you can't make it work with Beyonce and Nikki, I don't, I don't know. She got Rock Nation behind her. Oh, she got, she got. You got to get a, you got to get a Rihanna record. And maybe that pushes you over. Maybe if Rihanna features her on on this long awaited album that she drops, maybe that a nigga. If Beyonce, if if Beyonce can't do it. <sighs> Beyonce, if she can't do it, I don't know if nobody can. Rihanna is, you know, Rihanna's big. Girl. Okay, so maybe they make something real nasty together, and it's got to be like a filthy ass video, a filthy ass visual to go with it. That's it, though. I think that's the, it. I think the little beef with her record label shit. I think that kind of hurt her this year because we didn't really believe that shit. Like when it when it really came out, like oh, this not that they weren't doing her that dirty. Yeah. When I won't say dirty at all, but you know that's neither here nor there. Uh, I don't. Uh, I mean, she got ten seconds left on the clock. Clock is ticking, and you dropped the record today, and the clock is ticking. It's a cool record. Cause I like Boys in the Hood, but but that's the thing. It's just cool, you know what I'm saying. She need her Bodak Yellow moment, and I don't know where it is. Speaking of clocks, <laughs> the Cardi B clock uh, that motherfucker it turned the, off. It's the, it's the Doomsday clock. That one might be over with. When last time Cardi B put out music? Little bitch, you can't that. that? I don't know. It's been a long time. Did she put out music since Hot Girl Summer? Because that was a year ago. I don't feel like Cardi put out nothing new in a while. Whoo. I mean, the proof, if, you, if you're if you an artist and you don't pump out music that people wants to hear, you you feel. Fizz- and if you're not hitting the road, gathering that connection with your fans. And that's I think that's, that's the thing that helped Cardi is like people, she gives something people that they can connect with. Well, I think Cardi got the internet, but Meg was at them shows and the videos from the shows hit the internet. When you don't got that content and I can't even go to the breakfast club, I can't go to sweat. I don't have those. Content. I don't have nothing hot enough to get me to the breakfast club. Well, even when I do interviews, they video conferencing. Like I start watching them shits. I don't, I don't watch none of them shits. Like I don't want to see my favorite artist on Skype. It's it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Yeah, I don't know what the stallion gonna do. Uh, my music pick of the week though is uh, "Soldier Rags" by Nephew, uh, Street Money, Bucci, and Trouble. They redid a Hot Boy classic. And hey, man, play a little bit of it because I like "Soldier Rag." That's that's that that's near and dear to my heart. They did it right though. I like, I like that flow, that, that yeah, okay. I like Trouble too. I don't Trouble he, do a lot of other niggas' records. <laughs> he do Trouble, but, but Trouble's he, a, right. he a solid artist. I don't know what's what's the disconnect because like last year he dropped a song with Drake, and it really didn't. It was a song and a video, and it just really didn't do what I thought it would do for his career. But I like Trouble, yeah, and I love Soldier Rag, so I'm hoping to do something. 
That's my music pick of the week. Oh, uh, shout out to City though. City dropped a new record today. Oh, that's what's up. Shout um, out to the homie City. Um, and I, I really fucks with it. It's called The Rev slash I Feel. Um, it's talking about um what's going on today. Uh I thought it was pretty dope, man. So shout out to the homie City. I like his music, dog. Yeah. Cool I want to see City too. get back in the battle. Um, he had one scheduled that got canceled because of the COVID shit. Yeah. Like I just want to I, I want to see City back in that arena. So Yeah. Uh, is it time for the Benny? Yeah, for sure. Okay, man. This music always makes me feel good. It's your man Dame going wild on IG. I'm back on Twitter, Dame Ruffin. Trying to get them followers up. I'm almost at a hundred. So if you fuck with Dame me. Dame Ruffin one. Oh yeah. Dame Ruffin and the number one. I'm still getting used to it. I, I had the continuity going on, and then I, you know, I fucked it up with my salacious tweets. But uh, holla at your mans. It's Shop Talk Podcast, Shop Talk Podcast, shoptalkpod.com. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Come holla at us. I think I'm about to do the website over. Okay. Uh, and start storing video content on there on the website. We got some video content we need to bring back outside of, outside of YouTube, but directly on the website. Yeah, we gotta bring we gotta bring back uh, the Shop Talk Cipher. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, everybody out there. You feel me? Uh, who been rocking with us for 215 weeks? You know what I'm saying? A lot of growth. Labor of love. Uh, shout out to Infinite Opinions Podcast. Yeah, uh, to who, the homie Yant. Yeah, we had us on the podcast yesterday. Uh, shout out to what the fuck did I miss? Um, I sit down on there and gee, out, I need some beats. And uh, shout out to um, um, all bullshit considered. You know what I'm saying? They came back in. Uh, all bullshit considered. Uh, but you know, boy, most importantly, shout out to the blue and the black. Because when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying that we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dan. Hell yeah. Peace.